0: Show number one of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. This is LT Lena Taylor. And this is JK Jungle Kitty. And welcome to our podcast, Look Look at at his His Butt.
1: So, what is this, who are we, why are we here? We're here because we can do this. That's right. It's technology.
0: It's technology, and technology is your friend most of the time. Most of the time,
1: it is, and right now is one of the times when it is your friend, because thanks to technology, you get to listen to us talk about William Shatner's butt. That's right. And related topics.
0: And that's why the show is called Look at His his butt. Butt. And specifically, it's William Shatner's butt, but it doesn't have to be William Shatner's butt. It could be other butts. That's true. And we're not strictly, you know, going to focus on his butt in every episode, but most of the episodes. Most most Uh, of the time. I think, I think, because there's a lot to say about it. And not even just episodes, but, you know, in real
1: life, and there is such a thing, even technology has not yet managed to wipe that out. So keep that in mind. But, um... Well, I just lost my train of thought
0: because I was thinking about his butt. William Shatner's butt, which is a highly distracting topic. So the other reason that we're doing this is because in looking around the world of podcasts, especially in science fiction and comic books and other related areas, there are no women doing this. No. Which is stupid. And we bring, as they have found
1: in the workforce, our own point of view to things. And it's important and it's valid and it changes the way things happen. So we're not going to talk about how hard it is
0: to build a working transporter. Because we don't care. That's right. That's somebody else's job. Right. And we're not going to debate the finer points of the current Star Trek Star Trek fiction that's being published by Pocket Books. Because most of that stuff is pretty bad. Pretty bad. And we don't want to waste our time on pretty it. Pretty bad.
1: And we're not going to talk about the merits of the economic system presented by Roddenberry's vision of the future. Because... That is also someone else's job, probably
0: Alan Greenspan's, but he'll get it wrong. (laughs) So what we will talk about are episodes we like. We're going to talk about actors that we like. We're going to talk about who was fucking who on the show because that's the big topic. That
1: is the big topic. Did he do her? Whenever a woman (laughs) appears on the screen in a Star Trek episode, you must ask... Did, Did he, he do, do her? her? And most and of And you can drink yes. while you do this, that's, so it's
0: like a drinking game. That's true. And and we're not just going to talk about TOS. We'll talk about the other series, too, because there are other interesting things in them. And Well, you'll you know. mainly talk about them because I haven't seen them. <laughs> I've seen TNG, and I saw, let's see, I saw
1: one and a half episodes of DS9. Uh-huh. And I saw two and a half episodes of Voyager. Uh-huh.
0: And, and that was enough for you?
1: That that was more than enough for me. Okay. Although I did enjoy the Monty Python moment in the finale, <laughs> where she cut the Borg Queen's arms off. That, yeah. That was that was that was good. worth sitting through all that other crap. But I'm glad I didn't watch it for seven years. That's
0: okay. So we'll we'll talk about other Trek stuff as it happens. And in fact, I have been reading some of the other Trek fiction that's published because I review it over at the Lincoln Heights Literary Society. So once in a while, a book does come my way. And some of them have actually been pretty good. Um, the one that I that I loaned you, that I can't remember what it's called. That was a good book. I'll dig up the title. Which one? one? The it one would... I refused
1: to read? Captain's
0: Blood? Captain's no, 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 not that. Not the Shatner books. It was a collection... Of um, short stories that were about different characters uh, that were sort of minor characters, strange new worlds strange, it was like strange new worlds, but that's not what it was called. It was Star Trek we'll come back to it later. Was it Star Trek it though? was it was Star Trek was his butt in it? He was in it because there was a story in there that was a version of a story that you had written that was not nearly as good as that the was story strange that you new worlds written. was it called strange new worlds yeah, that's their fan fiction collection. I thought it was different, though. Okay. No. Well, whatever. We'll talk about it later when okay. we when we get back on track. Yeah. So we will talk about that.
1: We will talk about fan fiction, though, because we, we write, write it.
0: fan fiction. Yeah.
1: And a lot of our friends write it, and we'll be telling you what's the good stuff, so you don't have to wade
0: through the uh, the the mountain of of. Direct that's out that's there. That's true. And hopefully, we'll have other people on the show who are, in fact, fan fiction authors. Yes. Uh, we fully expect to have Jonk on the show. And if you know who Jonk is, that's a big thrill. That is. Because she's not that involved in fan fiction anymore. But she is a totally interesting person with lots of good things to say. Yeah. So, if we can make contact with her in the Jonkaverse. Um, We'll have her on the show. That's right. And, in fact, we
1: may do an entire show exploring
0: the Jonkaverse because if you're into science
1: fiction, you have got to know about
0: the Jonkaverse. Absolutely. So lots of topics, lots of things to talk about. Um, We'll be having our own um, place on the web where you can come and leave comments and see the fun things that we post because we'll try to keep up some um, visuals and some links to go along with the things that we're talking about. And um, we'll be doing this show for a really long time. Yeah, as long as we want to. As long as we want to. And then we'll do something else. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But thanks to technology, you'll know about it.
0: Yeah. So what we're going to do right now, in an example of what we can do, we will do, we're going to break here, we're going to watch the Enterprise finale, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Yay! So now, it's time for a commercial.
2: Space. The final frontier.
0: not a real commercial. This is just to tell you that you can find us at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com where you can leave us messages, you can leave us suggestions, or you can send us email. This whole podcast was recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. So we've just finished watching the Enterprise finale.
1: But first let me say that I'm sure all of our listeners enjoyed their commercial More than we enjoyed the Enterprise finale. It's true. And the pre-finale, which we didn't understand at all and had to fast forward through. Yeah,
0: so that was the thing. So they kept promoting this on television as the two-hour season finale of Enterprise. And in fact, it was not a two-hour season finale. It was part two of some other episode tacked on before the actual finale. So it made no sense at all. And that was the number one stupid thing. That there was. The only good thing about the episode that came before the finale was that there was a great cliched scene of one of the crew members being thrown into a cell. The doors part and the two guys throw him in. But the best part is for a split second there, you could see all three of them
1: waiting for the queue. So they're just standing there. Where in real life, a person about to be thrown into a cell might struggle a little. Might. Might, might just struggle a little. And both of us
0: immediately said, throw him <laughs> to <laughs> the <laughs> ground. Woffly. <laughs> and, and it was, in fact, Twip. It was Twip, who was thrown to the ground, very, very waffly. Very woffly. And, and he was not cuffed waffly also. No,
1: but he, he, they wanted to make sure he continued to look manly. Because notice, it did take two guys two to guys. throw him roughly to the ground to the ground all right so So that that was that was that was good because for me that was like a little continuity as i said earlier there was this great monty python moment at the end of voyager Mm -hmm. so we got a monty python moment at the end of sort of whatever this was right so on to the real the so-called finale that we didn't understand and i'm now wishing it was a phone-in show so someone (laughs) could phone in and tell me if there really was a chef on Enterprise that everybody went to tell their troubles to right. or
0: if they made them yeah. up for the big cardboard <clears throat> Riker. So that was the thing, is that neither of us have watched any Enterprise, so we don't really know what's going on. But that's okay. It probably made it more enjoyable that way, if it was, in fact, <clears throat> enjoyable at all. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm sure every, anybody who's listening to this watched it. There's a framing device with Riker and Troy. And I have to say, you know, I hate to criticize actors like this, but, man, they look bad. They do look bad. They looked fat and old and apparently this was supposed to take place during regular TNG and I don't know the episode that they may have been referring to where Riker has to talk to Picard about something that happened on the Pegasus and somebody who knows TNG better probably knows if that was in fact an episode. And if this was a phone-in show, they'd call us and tell us. They would call us and tell us right now. So that was bad and both of them just looked puffy and old and... But here is the strange thing. Okay, They're younger,
1: or in the timeline, this is taking place before the last time we saw them, which was First Contact or one of those movies, okay? But they're older. Now, the Enterprise people, apparently, like, three or four years or ten years or a bunch of years that they kept mentioning Mm -hmm. have gone by, but none of them have aged. So whatever miraculous aging, -aging Mm anti-aging technology they had then... They lost it. And you know why? They quit wearing suits. Uh...
0: That must have been it.
1: I had a, a, a major discontinuity going when there was a guy in a suit on the bridge, and I think maybe that wasn't in the finale. Maybe it was in the
0: previous I, one. I don't know. It, it's just... No, you're right. I had that same feeling. It was very strange. You know, at least on TOS, when people were on the bridge who were civilians, they weren't wearing those kinds of suits. <laughs> they were wearing more, you know, TOS-y suits. kind of tos suits. So they looked like they were from the future. <laughs> So they had this framing device, and I don't know what that was all about. And we were supposed to be seeing this, and somebody died. Boo hoo! We didn't. We didn't even get. We didn't even get a wrenching death scene. Yeah, they just sort of put him in the disposal tube, and he wasn't dead yet. And that could have been Monty Python too. I'm not
1: dead yet. And then the next thing we know, T'Pau is sniffing his shorts and packing them away to put send to his parents and. So, okay, and let's talk about her. So, Was there anything ever more unvulcan? vulcan The
0: dog is more Vulcan. It's it's true. So it's T'Pol. They T'Pol. were going to call her T'Pol, That's but then right. they changed it. Because the, somebody whatever, who knew somebody something somebody about complained. Star Trek told them that name. Yeah, and, and she, I mean, okay, so I never really watched this show. I've seen little clips of it, but she is terrible. She's fidgety. She fidgets. She shows emotion all the time. There's emotion in her voice. She She doesn't get what it's supposed to be to be a Vulcan. And I don't, if anybody's going to try and rationalize this, or if, if, um, the evil twins of, uh, Berman and Braga have rationalized this by saying that Vulcans were different then, you know, that's just not right because the Vulcans were very insular before Spock came to join the crew of the enterprise. So if anything, they should have been less like humans. And, and I said while we were watching it that she's playing it
1: like a businesswoman, And the more I think about it, it's it's like the women I run into in business who are very aware of the glass ceiling above them, and so they have to act like men, but they aren't any good at it. So they just play really cool. But you can see all the emotion mm-hmm. there, and th- that's that's not the the Vulcan way. That's no, not
0: at all. There so was no
1: inner inner serenity. No. You know, she could say this is not logical until the cows come home, and I
0: wouldn't. No, I wouldn't not at all. It. And I think that. Up until this point, the Vulcans that I've seen on the different Star Trek shows have actually been very good at monitoring the physical stuff because mm-hmm. that was what Nimoy brought to it. The in, stillness. In, the stillness and the not fidgeting and not using a lot of body language. And they've done that pretty much in every show. Now that I'm thinking about it, in First Contact, where the TNG crew went back in time and met Zephyrm Cochran and the Vulcans turned out to be the First Contact, mm-hmm. they were very much in that mold. They were yep. still... And quiet and very self contained, and that was the way she should have been playing it. Yeah, she was, she's bad. So that was very
1: bad. And And also, we thought the big um, climactic. Violent scene, which of course is required, was going to be her lips exploding and
0: taking out three or four other crew people. But would have been a lot better. That didn't happen either. So other people who were in it, Jeffrey Combs, who I loved to death because he was Wayun in Deep Space Nine, and he was so good as that character. Was you know he was an Andorian, whatever. I don't know what they're supposed to be like. So I was glad to see him, but he didn't get to do very much. And then um, let's see, they had Brent Spiner's voice, which he probably got a gazillion dollars for because he demands a lot to do a lame ass to do a lame ass joke about him not understanding. And then, and then they had the big crowd scene at the end where I think (laughs) most of the crowd was played by Q-tips. Okay. I got (laughs) to say this.
1: Several months ago, you and I tried to play the Star Trek Academy game <laughs> yes. from a, ver- a version of Macintosh software that you know is as old as the Stone Age. So we're going way back in technology. Mm-hmm. The crowd scenes in that I, looked more believable <laughs> than
0: it's what true. we were seeing here. It's true. this is really bad special <laughs> effects, and then it was very apparent as they were panning across the like you know 20 foot section that actually had people in it that weren't cgi people um that it was you know the writers and the directors and the art people and stuff this was their big chance to be on camera just yeah. like in the first movie so yeah i know, i hope clever. they all got
1: their union cards and, and continue to yeah. to to uh get a lot of solid work as extras
0: yeah cuz that was really good for them yeah um and then you know we didn't even get to see archer give his big you know risk is our business speech at the end because they didn't bother to show that so and again going back to the earlier episode where he did Did have a risk risk is your
1: business (laughs) speech it was so so appallingly bad i mean okay shatner look at his butt i love him he's a great actor but when you see other people try to do that stuff you realize what a great actor he is Mm -hmm. that he can he can put those things across and you believe him and this was so still didn't remember we were saying how actorly he looked you could see him thinking now i will step with my right foot firmly to be heroic and i'm sorry if somebody has to say you really look heroic to establish with the audience that this guy's heroic
0: it's not working no not working it's very much the equivalent of um reading porn where someone is saying it was erotic yes was really erotic and this was Wow. This was non erotic porn. No, it was not this erotic. This was non
1: interesting, non exciting
0: non trek trek. It wasn't and was. you know, they kept dropping in the 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 little jokes, you know, somebody with says, their sledgehammers. Yeah, with the next generation, somebody says at one point and then Another time, one of them says, you know, All it's a good shame. Things. All good things must come to an end. Oh, boy, we get that joke. Yeah. That was great. Wow. I yeah. never heard that before. I wish there'd been some references to, you know, Spock's brain and... Something. And... Something. So, I guess the best point for me of that whole episode was hearing um kirk say the thing at the end <laughs> yes yes but then then right after that this other voice came into
1: the finale yeah. and i'm sitting here i've watched now two hours of more than two hours of this show in total over its its lifespan and i said who the hell was that last guy yeah, yeah. and you had to tell me it, it was, was archer archer it was bacula yeah. whatever and bacula you know he used to be again slamming actors on the way they look but you know why not um
0: he used to be a good looking guy. He, was. he used to have some charm and some he, dynamic, yeah. and it's like he had a personality ectomy. He did. I loved him in Quantum Leap. He was wonderful in Quantum Leap yeah. and other things that I've seen him in. And this, he's just, they didn't give him a lot to do here. So that's too bad. Um, and you pointed out, which I love to think, I was thinking about this as we watched the whole episode. The very first thing I said was, where'd they get the TNG sets? Because I figured that stuff was all in storage. And you pointed out that the Enterprise Experience in Las Vegas is actually a TNG so I think it is. I would be surprised if they nicked some of these things, or they went and shot it in Vegas, or whatever, because I don't know where they got it from, but that was pretty goofy. The or you know, it could
1: it they could have shot the whole thing in the basement of a very ambitious nerd. That's true. Who's built all that stuff down that, there,
0: and his transport it probably works. That is true. That is very yeah. true. Oh, and let me just say one other thing because I ranted about this while we were watching it. So in the stupid plot, which had no reason to exist, <laughs> about the Andorian Shran getting his daughter kidnapped, and you know, gobble gobble gobble. Um, and then the bad guys are suddenly on the Enterprise. How did they get on there? Did they climb through the airlocks? Did they, you know, break in the back door that just had a chain on it instead of anything? They, they, um, they had been hiding all along because they, when it left
1: the planet where they all were dead, they suddenly <laughs> came back to life, and with special magnetic things, attached themselves to the bottom of the ship, and just <laughs> rode along. I think
0: you're right. And they, and they also had little, little saws, so they, they could saw holes and, and get up or there. Or maybe they had grappling hooks. I May, don't know. Yeah, you know. I don't know, but whatever. That was just like a big. What? How did they get there? <laughs> and, you know, honest oh God. to God, I'm starting
1: to think now that Twip must have <laughs> had suicidal tendencies. Because this is how it's working for me. Through this whole episode, this is his subtext. is wow, the mission's almost over. And, I, you know, the rest of my life, nothing is ever going to be this good. So I'm going to look for an opportunity to kill myself. And so he's looking for it all through the episode. And suddenly these and these aliens show up, you know, and, and want shran and his daughter and his he instantly thinks this is how i can kill myself in this really cool self-sacrificing way so nobody will think i'm just a depressed suicidal door and jumps right in because there was no reason for him to take that kind of action
0: no not at all especially
1: if he had any faith in his captain not being a total idiot
0: of course so and of course we both said as soon as that happened oh kirk would never have done that i mean that never would have happened on kirk's enterprise not even kirk but his crew wouldn't do something that's stupid Mm -hmm. because they were smarter. Yeah. I mean, most of them, with the exception of, Some red shirts and Chekhov and And George Takei. (laughs) Khan's wife,
1: her. Oh, Marla.
0: Is that her name, Marla? I don't remember. Yeah, Marla MacGyver, the Stepford wife of Star Trek. Anyway, never would have happened. Probably wouldn't have happened on TNG either. (laughs) They were smarter than that, so that was stupid. So, Enterprise finale, big thumbs down. That was dumb. I'm glad I watched it, but now I can tape over it. Yes. Which is a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we could tape over that part of our brain. All right. Okay, so we have a couple more short items that we wanted to talk about to round this out. And the first thing is, um, because we are Trek fans, we keep up on what's happening in the Trek world, which means we read websites like Trek Today and this is
1: this is something that I saw recently. You know, I read it every day. It shows up one of my, my tabs in my fabulous tabbed browser. I'm so with it. Um, and, you know, there used to be a joke that the New York Post had it permanently set in type, Judy attempts suicide. <laughs> and I think Trek Today must have this headline permanently set in HTML <laughs> because they could run it every day. And here it is takei wishes he'd had more screen time and you know what i wish he'd fucking shut up about it get over it george you didn't have that much screen time and you know what there's a reason and the reasons initials are gt not ws that's part two of this headline it's not bill shatner's fault that you have very little talent, and that you were hired because you brought ethnic diversity and have this very big, booming voice for a little guy, and that's all you brought to it. But to quote, this is what he has to say, if I can get my my scroller working. Um. Takei implied once again that he blamed Shatner in part for his character's lack of screen presence, saying, When there are seven regular cast members, it is very difficult for all of us to get our full time in the sun. Yeah, that's true. Particularly when there is such a domineering star as Bill Shatner. He said that none of them felt that their characters received sufficient attention, but that is the way it works in series television. Yeah, you know, George, that is the way it works, that they usually have more of the star than of the guy who's just driving the ship and really not doing anything else, occasionally saying a line. And we don't want to know about Sulu's personal life, and we don't want that character developed because we would have to watch you, and you're just a really flat actor. So just shut up about it. You wish you had more screen time? We wish you'd go away. <laughs> That's the end of my rant.
0: Wow, that was well said. Thank you. That was really good. And I hope
1: I hope um, George gets this message.
0: The, the best thing I think George Takei ever did was um, some voices for The Simpsons. Those were really good.
1: Yeah, and I, okay, I will give him a little credit. The one thing I do like that he did in Star Trek was he has one really nice moment in um, whatever the last good Star Trek movie was. <laughs> The, the flyer apart moment.
0: <laughs> one of the even numbered ones. Yes. Six. In um
1: six? In uh in the one where they blew up the Klingon Moon.
0: I think that was six. Okay. What was that called?
1: Undiscovered country. Yeah, Jeez. That one. Oh man. Um that that was good. That was good. But that was basically he was trying to be Bill Shatner. Gee and What is it they say about imitation? Yeah. One in the hand is worth two in the bush?
0: (laughs) Something like that.
1: Something like that. Yeah, George, you're giving it all away. Shatner's a better actor
0: than you are, and the only time you're any good is when you try to do him. Sorry. Yeah. Um, The next time we'll probably have something from um, Walter Koenig because... (laughs) (laughs) He's there too.
1: <laughs> he's there too, but I, you know, God bless him, he's so fun to pick on. He
0: is, he G- is.
1: Takei's just annoying, but, but <laughs> Kana will always get a laugh out of me, and, and we'll have funny con stories to tell about that. Yeah,
0: it's true. Okay, the next thing we're going to do, so first we're going to play a little clip. Oh, we're playing it? Well, it, we will be, virtually. Okay. We're, we're going to pretend. Okay. Because I can't do it right now. Okay, but, so, so so we'll just hold our breath for we'll five seconds, then we'll both say that was really good. Um. And it's going to be uh, James Spader, who was recently on the Conan O'Brien show, and he was talking about working with Shatner on Boston Legal, which is something else we'll be talking about because we love that show. We don't really watch any of the parts that Shatner's not in. I watch him. Well, okay, you watch I watch him. them, and I then said, we and don't I take watch. <laughs> And when we
1: watch together, then I narrate the other relevant parts. Which is so her. much
0: better than having to watch it because the other people on the show, most of them, especially the, the Blonde Decker guy, they're just. <laughs> and the and the blonde decker girl girl, they're just they're (laughs) they're bad they're not very good but spader and shatner yeah fantastic fantastic okay so now we're gonna pause for a moment we'll play the clip which is hilariously funny and i took it from james spader's website by the way so please go to his website which is i think JamesSpader.com, and uh he has it in quick time and i just did a video uh, an audio capture of the sound so that you could all hear it because she's like really technical because i do these things for you but there'll be a link for it at our website so hang on a second
3: Thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Um, but about you. Uh, <laughs> so far we've talked about violent chimp attacks <laughs> and my hair.
2: I've successfully avoided the... You've avoided uh, the... Wanna, every subject came up in the pre-interview, I've avoided it.
3: Oh, I, but I want to ask you about this because I'm fascinated with your co-star. I, I find you fascinating, but William Shatner, your <laughs> yes. co-star on on yes. Boston Legal, do you have to admit, he is... There's nobody I've... I've interviewed the man countless times. There's nobody quite like William Shatner. He defies explanation. And yet, uh, I understand that recently you shot a scene with him. A bedroom scene. A bedroom scene where you and Shatner are in bed together. Tell us about that. We slept together. You slept together. You're in bed. Set the scene. Yeah, we
2: slept together. You're going to have to wait and see it next season. Right. But we've shot it already. Very graphic, explicit, loving those. scene, <laughs> scene with you and
3: uh, you and Shatter. Bill Shanner, and I yes.
2: spooning, wrapped around each other in bed. And you know, there's something, he actually said this to me. There's something that he, you know, after we finished the scene, he sort of was dealing with me in a very different way than he had before. <laughs> and I sort of felt maybe, and he spoke in a different tone, a sort of closer tone. Right, right. And pillow talk. Right, okay. right, right. Anyway, and he mentioned that how interesting it was that you know, it's rare, unless, except with the person that you're having sex with or a parent or something, you're never really that close to someone where you're, or that intimate where you're that close, where you really get to know their, where you smell their smells and really, I mean, not like, you know what I mean, those sort of... <laughs>
3: Expression. i'm with you on this i'm trying oh, yeah. to I can help you uh i can tell so you you're saying that well i mean yeah it's not it's not common in society we shake hands but the but point people is, don't... is it's
2: not here the point is is that it's it's you know well and it's not something by the way that you get just from that you don't get it just from a hug right. we're doing a scene where we're Right, right, right. Right in there. Well, how did... For how, a while. How, so did, you, how did... You guys are going to love it. Wait how, to did, see. how did... Um, anyway. How did Bill Shatner... Shatner. How did Shatner smell? How did he smell? He can tell a lot about a person by that first impression, that first smell. He had a very sort of a strangely, very attractive, sort of pungent, sort of <laughs> gaming. Gamey. Sort of Gaming. Yeah, it was a sort of gamey, sort of like venison or <laughs>
3: sausage a lamb sausage Do like you is... know
2: those sausages like the gourmet sausages, like a lamb sausage i have to a, say now a i'm little getting bit of it. rosemary or yes something yes else. i've had with every... a touch of ranch dressing there was a, a little bit of a ranch dressing smell which i think had more to do with the, what was on the craft service yes, yes, table yes, yes. I, I, I think I, he'd been having a lot of the craft service that day
3: that's interesting because whenever i smell like a lamb sausagey smell it's, it's shatner shatner shows up shortly right, afterwards right <laughs> anyway how did i, I smell just here what did you get when you smelled me the sweet smell of success
0: <laughs> oh that was, that was so, so good that, that was so wonderful
1: fun. i love that
0: so we can't wait to see what this is no we
1: can't wait but i have to tell you i've been holding back and in in on information i have <gasps> not really about the scene but about the reaction this is so funny i know you don't go there because it's too juvenile but i go there because i'm juvenile oh. On William Shatner's website, www.williamshatner.com, there is a bulletin board where people post. And every time there's an article about Bill or he's on a show or whatever, somebody posts a link, whatever, we always get all that news there. And when this news came out, there, of course, was a thread about it that was pretty much, oh, God, Let it not be true. What are they thinking? I mean, the hair tearing that was going on over this was just phenomenal to me. And somebody actually made a comment about, well, if this is what I think it is, I can't imagine the mass exodus there will be from this website.
0: (laughs) These oh are the God. people who,
1: if, if you if you log on to that website and say something like, look at his butt, they will jump all over you because Bill's butt is Bill's personal business, <laughs> and we are here because we are fans, and we are respectful of him and his privacy, but his we butt. are not going to be his fans anymore if he gets into bed with James Fader <laughs> under any circumstances. So I did. I have just found that immensely entertaining. Oh,
0: well, I can't wait to see what their reaction is after the episode's actually on and it actually happens, whatever it is.
1: Well, I have. I have been thinking about this, yeah. and I've What's worked your out what I think it is. Please tell me. Okay, they um they have an out of town case. Mm-hmm. They have to travel to mm-hmm. it. They're the lawyers on the case. They travel to it. So mix up at the hotel. They have to share a room. Mm-hmm. Now, in the room, there is either only one bed, mm-hmm. so they have to share the bed. Or, there are two beds, but the one is piled high with electrical equipment because they are trying to build a time machine <laughs> to go rescue Edith Keeler.
0: But in any case,
1: <laughs> they have to sleep in the same bed. And it is all completely oh innocent. It's, it's in this totally um, just friends-only basis, and I believe it was written by Gammon Davis, so they are going to cry and sing Christmas carols.
0: <laughs> that's now, what, I, that, frankly, that's what I'm hoping I, for. I, <laughs> that would be so cool. It would be awesome, in fact. But I was just thinking, as you said that, um, who was it who noticed the bed piled with the electrical? System? It was
1: somebody a thousand years ago on Ask him, I was and I remember him. the the... the the thrill that went through the entire little corner of the Internet that I hung out at that point, you know, just...
0: It's <gasps> true. So for those of you who aren't, well, okay, I'm going to assume that most of you are, but there are some news groups um, on the Internet, on Usenet, good old Usenet from a million billion years ago. One of them is um, alt.star trek, alt.startrek.creative, which is... ASC. ASC, which is where most people post um, all-ages stuff discussions and fanfic and and they also
1: there's also a lot of adult posted basically yeah. it's anything it's it's anything track yeah. yeah
0: the other group is alt star trek uh, creative erotica moderated and, and moderated is the one you want to go to because the unmoderated one is there but nobody uses it because it's it's, it's spammed to death yep. with everything just spam so the moderated one is is known universally as ask him the acronym from those and back in the day uh, probably what eight years ago. I started posting
1: at Askim. I think in eighty-seven. Wow. And this was within that first year. Wow. So, so this we, it's eighty-seven. It, uh, not eighty-seven. 97 97. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Yeah. So it's been a long time. And but you know, actually, it was eighty-seven. But. We were all posting, but there was no internet yet. We had to wait for Al Gore to invent it. So that's how that happened. All right,
0: so 1997. (laughs) He was in bed with Spader and Shatner
1: working on the time machine. (laughs)
0: 1997, ask him, uh, people going crazy and posting all these great smutty stories, and uh, somebody made the observation that in the episode, City on the Edge of Forever, there were two beds, but one of them was piled high with everything. So where did they sleep? And no, they didn't just take turns sleeping. Separately in that one and somebody
1: wrote a story incorporating that cuz I remember there was some some scene where Kirk of course nobly was going to sleep on the floor Yeah,
0: Yeah, right (laughs) (laughs) Like Kirk sleeps on the floor So anyway, well, I like your theory. I think that's really good. Of course, it could be something totally different Maybe they you know go to a bachelor party and uh, pick up a girl and they have a threesome Yeah do you think Spader would have mentioned her? I hope it's not that Lori chick. Oh,
1: please. Because oh. then, then I will have to have a mass exodus from something. It's Cause true. Because she's horrible. And that's one of my secret hopes for the show, too. Well, it won't be so secret now. Is um, when last we saw it, before they decided to try another show in that time slot, she yeah. was going to um, sue them for sexual harassment. So yeah. I'm hoping that gets her out of there and that gets her over great. to some other firm that will put up with her blondness.
0: Yeah, that would be good. And maybe they'll just promote Betty White into being a lawyer. And- <laughs>
1: Be real happy <laughs> that, with that would be very cool. In fact, I would like to see her character and Shatner's character, Denny Crane, face off in a courtroom. Oh, that'd that'd would, that would be great. That would be
0: excellent. Okay, so that's our, our little Boston legal update. Um, and then I have one more thing that I wanted to show, and I haven't shown this to JK yet, but somebody pass it along to me. Um, and it's a website, and you can find dot at www.homemade-sex-toys.com. And um, the thing that they have instructions here for how to make is um, a lightsaber that's actually a dildo. So, what you do is you get the um, hilt of a lightsaber.
1: Okay, and And I get that down at my local lightsabers around? They
0: have them at KB Toys. I was there. Oh,
1: so it's a toy lightsaber. It's a toy lightsaber. I was
0: there yesterday. I thought I was going to have to go to um, what's his name's
1: ranch. No, George no, 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 Lucas no, no, and ask no, no, for his no. lightsaber so I can build a dildo. So you,
0: so you get one of those, and then you get um, a clear jelly dildo, which you can find in any good sex shop. Yeah. Um, you have a utility light and um, knife and a mini LED flashlight, those little ones that are really really bright. And you try to match the light color to the color of the dildo. You uh-huh. see? So you cut a little hole in the dildo and you stick the the flashlight into it when it's turned on, and then you take the whole thing and you jam it into the hilt of the sword. And look, when you turn out the lights.
1: <gasps> okay, I just want to point out to to everybody in this room and everybody who's listening <laughs> that it's my birthday Thursday. <laughs> and some people are really handy at making things. Some people have made little um, rip shirt outfits for my Kirk doll and, and little pink little pink clay penises for him. So um, I just thought I'd, I'd bring that, okay, bring well, that up.
0: Okay, point, well, point taken.
1: We'll and... We're gonna actually. Hmm, we won't do this on the air, but I will promise to test it.
0: Okay, that sounds good. Well, this is and if I get electrocuted or, you know, <laughs> yeah. So this is a cool thing. I thought this was really pretty, pretty darn cool. Um, and the pictures are good too. So please, you know, go to click on that link and you can see yeah when
1: when we mention websites um we we do want you to patronize and wait scroll down to the bottom again we're looking at the website and it has a really important message at the bottom uh masturbate for peace yeah okay
0: definitely let's think about that it's so much better okay yeah so i just i thought that that was great they have other things there that aren't nearly as cool that was my most favorite thing what's the pocket pussy (laughs)
1: Now I'm into this.
0: Okay, we'll just have to go. You know, I haven't looked at all the links. Oh, the links don't work in... Okay, wait,
1: wait. The anal toy is an iPod shuffle. Oh, yeah. Look at that picture.
0: Wow. I knew there was a reason I wanted one of those. All right, right. so we're telling you all, go to this website, (laughs) click on the links, which actually don't work in Safari, because Safari is like that. We're Mac Geeks, so... Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, we'll go. So, uh, okay, I think that's our show. I think that's it. We've covered a lot. Yeah. So, uh, our website is at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com, and there you can find all these links and information and future podcasts and who we are. So until our next show, this is LT. This is JK. Thanks for listening. And we're saying, Look look at at his butt! butt!